Dr. Katz, just to switch gears for a moment here, um, Little Conversations today is mainly based on overcoming the word failure or temporary defeat. Um, one of the big questions we like to ask is, do you believe in failure in the sense of being the end of the end, or do you believe there's an inner lining in that word? No question there's an inner lining. So there are two issues here. I mean, the first is that, that any kind of failure, any kind of setback is a lesson. It's an opportunity to learn. And you know, if we're talking about weight loss or finding health or improving diet or working physical activity into your daily routine, if you're trying to do those things and something doesn't work out, you ask why. Why didn't it work out? What, ha what got in my way? And there's no question there's an enormous learning opportunity as long as you don't beat up on yourself and self-recriminate. But the other issue is it may be that you can't succeed because you don't have the relevant skill set. And what I ask my patients to think about is climbing Mount Everest. I mean, let's assume that you want to. You'd love to see the world from up there. I imagine the view is spectacular. Mm -hmm. Do you think just wanting to get up Everest will do? And you just will your way up to the top of Mount Everest? And you know, I think everybody knows the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. You need really good mountaineering skills. It's not willpower dependent. It's skill power dependent. So you know, if you set off, to achieve a particular thing for weight or health or diet and you don't have the relevant skill set and you fail did you fail or did you just never have a chance so i think we need to remember that you know thomas edison said genius is one-tenth inspiration nine-tenths perspiration you know we often rely on just inspiration the new year's resolution i'm gonna just fix everything with no preparation no perspiration no laying the the, the groundwork there's effort involved here. If you don't have the relevant skills, you have to get them. You can do it. It's not rocket science. But until you do that, you don't have a chance. So I don't think there's failure in, in the vocabulary here anyway. And I don't think you need to be to blame for the problem to share in responsibility for the solution. I think you need to have the will to get to health. And I think the body politic needs to help pave the way. But when we do, when you have enough programs and resources and tools to empower you, you have to put them to use. The individual ultimately has to walk the way to get to help. So we have responsibility, but we're not to blame. And so I don't think failure needs to figure into this vocabulary at all. Uh, but if you feel as if you've had a failure, if, and I like it better saying I've had a failure rather than I am a failure. That's just bad thinking. That's toxic and it's a burden everybody should put down. But if I've had a failure, I've encountered a failure, I've hit a roadblock, Think of it that way. It's an obstacle. It's an impediment. It's a roadblock. It's a barrier. And now I need to learn, how do I get around this particular one? And, and this may just sound like philosophy, Dan, but it's not. In, in my case, this is something we've studied for years. We've actually, in my lab, invented a technique for smoking cessation, improving diet, increasing physical activity called impediment profiling. And what we've done is look at what, what is the set of barriers, the universal set of barriers that makes it hard for people to do blank to quit smoking, to eat better, to be physically active on a regular basis. And in the peer-reviewed literature, in the scientific literature, you find barriers to these things that are common to just about all of us. Then the question becomes, which of these particular barriers do you have? And that's basically a map of your personal obstacle course. And it then stands to reason, if you know what's in your way, you're much better empowered to design a route around those particular obstacles and we have enormous success using this technique so it's a it's a formal behavior modification technique impediment profiling and it says if you hit a barrier that you didn't know was there it's not a failure 
uh, you, you didn't have a map. You had you didn't know how to navigate around it. Let's see what barrier you've got, and let's design a route around it. And when you do that, you have a much greater chance of success. And that's a term I think we both prefer talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. We've always said to our children, and we try to say to every one of our um, subscribers and every one of our viewers, is confidence comes from being prepared. And it, and for every situation we find it's more about making decisions than it is about overcoming obstacles. Um, once you prepare yourself for what's lying in the road ahead, like you said with Mount Everest, I mean, that's a great analogy because you got to have some major skills, some ath massive ath athletic ability. You can't just arbitrarily dream your way to the top of Mount Everest. Um, Right. I, well, so I love it, the way it, you put that. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're saying the same thing using different yep. words. I think it is about overcoming obstacles. Yep. I think yep. the issue is with the right skills, you can convert obstacles into opportunities. If you are a great mountaineer, the huge obstacle of Mount Everest becomes an opportunity to see the roof of the world. You know, it's yes. it's it's a wonderful view. I haven't been up there. Uh, you know, I'd like to get up there, but I don't have the relevant skills. It's not going to happen. Um, but you know, I do have the relevant skills to get to health. I do have the relevant yeah. skills to eat optimally, to be physically active every day. And it's a great view up here as well. You know, I, I'm a 50-year-old guy with five kids and a desk job. But frankly, you know, I, I can out-hike, out-bike, out-ride, out-ski, you know, most 18-year-olds. And it's not because I'm a terrific guy. It's because I've got a skill set. I mean, I know how to make this work. I have the will. I want to get to health. I, I enjoy the rewards of vitality. But I have the skill set, and so I can turn the challenges in the modern environment to my advantage. I can overcome obstacles, find opportunities there. And frankly, I think everybody can. Everybody can, and everybody deserves to. Everybody has to want to. So we need everybody to recognize that vitality is a great prize. Mm -hmm. And then we have to do a better job as a society making sure the tools, the resources, the skills get into everybody's hands and frankly that's what my career is all about I, I over recent years have, have shifted most of my efforts to generating programs and tools that I can distribute to the world at large one way or another whether it's in real world settings like schools or work sites or supermarkets or whether it's online you know reaching people by whatever means uh, get the job done but I, I think that's where we're at I think we need the world to change a bit, but while waiting on the world to change, we need to empower ourselves to overcome the obesogenic elements in the modern world. And I think everybody can do that. Uh, they have to want to, and then we have to do a good job of providing the right tools. And then those obstacles do go away because they don't trouble you. It's, it's only an obstacle if you can't get past it. Once you can get past it, it's not an obstacle anymore. Mm -hmm. And like when we were speaking about just before we started to record this was about the elliptical trainer and pushing yourself to that limit because that's what you want you want optimal health so you'll push yourself well I'll push myself and and you know frankly up to a point so you know I, I work out every day um, many years ago I, I put in a home gym realizing that for me the rate limiting factor would be time and that time spent getting to a gym going somewhere to work out would be downtime and that I, I couldn't really afford that but if I have the equipment in my home, then you know, no matter what, I'll get it done. And when I travel, my my administrative assistant knows my short list of priorities begins with there must be a fitness center in the hotel. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I think it begins with there must be high-speed internet access. <laughs> there must be a fitness center. I've got to be able to keep doing my day job when I'm on the road, and I've got to be able to not negotiable. 
So I do, yeah, I do, uh, I have a, you know, one of those four limb ellipticals. It's a life fitness model I particularly like. Yeah. Um, I do 40 minutes on that every day. And I have a uh, concept two rower and I do five kilometers on that every day. And then I do additional things as time permits. And uh, of course, you know, this is exercise as opposed to physical activity just for the delight of it. But I'm an equestrian. I have a horse. I ride as often as I can. I love hiking. And, you know, there are things that I do that are just pure pleasure that are physically active. But on the elliptical, yeah, I push. But I don't push as hard as I did when I first got it. I've been doing this now every day for years. And I do 40 minutes. It's a hill routine. Pretty intense. You know, I'm up in the uh, 12 to 15 med range. When I first got this, I was actually rehabilitating my knee. I had torn my ACL and meniscus skiing and had had several operations and was trying to rehabilitate my knee. And I, I would actually push on the elliptical to the point of, of near nausea every day. And, you know, the, I mean, the, the exertion was phenomenal. Um, but, you know, I find unless you're training for the Olympics or rehabilitating a, a, you know, a limb you want back, um, you can't, you know, even you, uh, this is my life, health, and I, I can't maintain that level of motivation. So, you know, I think everybody needs to appreciate that the, the sweet spot is as we define it. So I'm perfectly content. To, to use the elliptical every day and push quite hard. Um, but actually, f for years, I'm not interested in pushing as hard as I did when I had a particular goal in mind. You know, it's hard enough to keep me very fit. I can do all the things I love to do. And, and I think the point of this is, yes, you can push hard. Yes, you know, the, the harder you work at anything, generally, the more benefits you drive. But you're the boss. You know, every individual is is the master of their own fate, mm -hmm. and can decide what's the sweet spot for me. How hard do I want to work at physical activity or at diet before the rewards that I'm getting from this are offset by how onerous I'm finding it? And that, that's a very different place for different people. I tell my patients every day, "You are the boss. It's my job to empower you with options, and you know, maybe to help remind you of what really matters in the long term." But then you're the boss. It's it's your fate. It's your life. You own it. You decide where the sweet spot is. Yeah. For me, it's working out really hard. I think it's the same for you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not quite the same for everybody else. My wife exercises regularly. is very fit, but you know, she, I mean, she rolls her eyes at me. There's just no way she's interested in doing what I do. I think that's from different strokes for different folks. As long as you know, as long as we can all lay claim to our share of the prize which again is vitality and, and you know good opportunity for maximizing years of life and life in years.